0: Welcome you to the preaching service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church. I'm Otis Clark, the minister, and we are pleased to have you sharing this podcast with us. What I want to talk about this morning, recognizing that it is Labor Day weekend, is I want to talk about what the Bible has, the perspective it gives on work. Work is often derided in our culture But the Bible has a lot to say about work, its dignity, and what our work should be like. So this morning we are going to be talking about some words in 2 Thessalonians uh, 3.10, where it says this, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Yes, tomorrow is Labor Day in the United States and in the U.S. Labor Day is a a strange holiday in many ways. Nobody probably came this morning and and wished you a happy Labor Day. Uh, We don't send out Labor Day cards. We don't decorate the house for Labor Day or give Labor Day gifts. The florist and greeting card manufacturers haven't found a way to capitalize on it. It's a bad weekend many times for a church because everyone wants to get their last summer traveling in before winter sets in. But the thing that is strangest of all, we celebrate Labor Day by not laboring at all. We get the day off. So thinking about Labor Day coming up, I want us to realize that the Bible has a whole, whole lot to uh, say about work. We're all acquainted with the initials TGIF, thank God, it's Friday, and this can be a positive statement. Sincere thanks uh, for Saturday's rest and record. first thing that I want us to see, that we need to work heartily. on your job, always doing your dead level best. Now there was to be physical work. We read about that in Genesis two fifteen. God says, "And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it." God also gave mankind mental work. In Genesis 20, uh, Genesis 2.20, And Adam gave names to all cattle, to the fowl of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helpmeet for him. And be mindful that all of this was before the fall when work was not toilsome usually we picture paradise as a place of leisure and no work but that was would not uh, beg your pardon but that would not really be paradise at all god meant from the very beginning back in the garden of eden that men people women should work and labor in life and the bible strongly hints that we will engage in meaningful meaningful work in heaven We look to the Bible and we know that we were created to work because we are created in God's image. The first recorded acts of God in the Bible were to work for six days and to rest on the seventh day. That doesn't mean that God's work in creating the universe involved toil and his rest was not needed because of how hard it was to work those six other days god spoke the universe into existence with just one word and instantly it all came into glorious existence it took absolutely no exertion on god's part but it was work nevertheless god set an example we are to labor for six days and the teachings of God's word is that we rest on one. But even now, much of God's creative power is manifested in work, our work. On this earth, we are God's hands, we're God's feet, we're God's muscles, we're God's mind. Much of his creative activity is completed through us. God does not by himself plow fill. field, doesn't write a poem build a house or cook a meal he chooses to these do these things through you and me remember too that jesus was the perfect man work jesus the perfect man worked he labored with his stepfather joseph as a carpenter a difficult work demanding much exertion and energy and when jesus began his ministry He often worked from dawn to dusk, meeting people's needs, healing the sick, preaching, teaching. Jesus was a hard worker, and we created in the image of God uh, and commanded to walk in the footsteps of Jesus should see work as a blessing. The second perspective is that your work is your duty. The Bible stresses the duty of work. Now, friends, we need to see something here. Uh, We may look at this oftentimes when we think about work in a negative sense. But you look at your life and when you have been faithful and and sought to carry out to the nth degree the work that was required of you and, and when you did work you felt good about what you had done and hopefully the, com- uh, the accomplishments that you made. Very, very important. For instance, when we look in the Exodus, the 20th chapter, and uh, we read the Ten Commandments, and God said, Six days shall you labor and do all of your work. In Ephesians 4, 20, 8, 28, it says, Let him who stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing that is good that he may have to give to him who is in need and then in our text we read again and i read it again for in paul and writing to the christians in the in the church at Thessalonica, said for even when we were with you this we commanded you that if any would not work neither should he eat And Paul was referring in this situation to the people there in Thessalonica that there were freeloaders, people praising God for his wonderful care but living off of others and not accepting their responsibilities. What was Paul's instruction for these idle busybodies? As You continue to read in verse 12, Paul said, Now such persons we command and exhort, by our lord jesus christ that with quietness they work and earn their own living so we see that god commands us to work it's our duty this past week I happen to be watching news and oftentimes on the national news when they come to the end of the uh, uh, broadcast is they seek to have something that was very that is very very positive and uh, they show this incredible hospital in Cleveland Tennessee and one of our granddaughters is studying at Lee University there in Cleveland and I'm sure it will be doing work there this year because she's a senior at Lee University and it showed an 85 year old lady a beautiful lady beautiful teeth beautiful hair and she was still working as a custodian there at that hospital in Cleveland Tennessee now There are some reasons, special cases, uh, that come to mind as to why maybe that we cannot work and work like we would like. Uh, First are the retired, but like I said, this lady, 85 years of age, a lot of people back through the years hoped and planned that they could retire at 65. And here is a lady, 85, and still working and loves to work and be productive. The truth is that everyone comes to an age when where they are no longer have the strength or the stamina to work a full-time or even a part-time job. It's a sad but inevitable reality of life. They have worked their whole lives to earn their retirement and for some though they may not be able to work at a job they can work as volunteers to the degree that their strength and endurance allow. Yes, people Uh, who have grown older and are limited needless to say uh, that that makes it a little different about what they can work and what they can do and the second are the independently wealthy though they do not have to work and labor they have the same duty to work as you and i do they have no right to be idle they should make a contribution to society i think often about when Sharon and I ministered to the River Drive Christian Church in Irving, Kentucky, and uh, there were two ladies, uh, Edna and Pert. And when we came there, we found out that uh, they had worked in the nursery uh, for years and years and years, and uh, they were gray-headed ladies. And uh, they saw that as a significant ministry that, that they could render. And so for every Lord's Day, uh, they worked in the nursery taking care of the children. Uh, Chuck Sly, a minister, tells about a man who wrote a book about the two Roosevelt families, Teddy Roosevelt Group and the Franklin Roosevelt Group. This author pointed out how Teddy Roosevelt exemplified the American ideal of having character and a work ethic. He successfully trained his children to work hard. He also taught that the importance of making a positive contribution to society, regardless of their financial status or social standing. And then Franklin Roosevelt, however, was from a different side of the family he was wrapped up in the social scene making a name for himself and and in his own children he failed to impart character he failed to impart a work ethic or the importance of contributing to society and the difference between these two branches of the family tree are striking you go and read about them and those from teddy's line became lawyers politician industrialists doctors and clergymen many serving society with distinction they made a mark on society and just about every field of endeavor for generations to come these took what wealth was handed to them and turned it into a means of serving others now on Franklin Roosevelt's side however it is a tragic line of failure there were alcoholics there were crooks who ended up in prison prostitutes and members in organized crime one line of the family tree thought yes we do have wealth we have money we have influence but let's work and make a mark and make a difference the under the other is symptomatic of our present generation's philosophy you owe me something you owe me something let me live in leisure and enjoy it and what a tragic and self-destructive attitude even the independently well should work and we notice that uh, as we study the scriptures that uh, time and time again uh, it points out and uh, the importance uh, of teaching and learning to work and share in productive productivity I know that probably some people think that Sharon and I are bad parents Uh, we chose not to buy our children a car when Brian Patrick our older older son uh, wanted to buy a car he went to the Farmers National Bank here in Danville took out a loan and it was a little orange Volkswagen kind of a hatchback nice little car and uh, and he paid that off by himself Uh, the bank really didn't like to have him as a customer because he paid his loan off too quickly And then I think about our younger son and uh, he bought his first car and he bought a little volkswagen and it was paid he paid 250 dollars and so uh, to get it started he always parked it on a hill his standard transmission so he could get it started and thus that's the way that the two boys uh, handled getting their first cars and the reason that uh, Brian was able to buy a car is he worked at a disc jockey at WHIR and he saved his money and he bought a car uh jonathan equally worked and so what we need to realize is uh, that uh, it's very rewarding to understand Uh, if uh, how rewarding it can be when we understand when we work and do as we ought to do Uh, it's uh, a very very meaningful thing to uh, use the abilities the talents that god has given us and and to work and uh, to work heartily on our job and to do the very very best that we can i remember growing up on the farm In Shelby County, and my dad and his two brothers, uh, they owned 400 acres of land, and uh, we farmed. I can remember vividly setting tobacco, setting on the tobacco setter. I can remember vividly, morning and night, milking the cows by hand. I can remember vividly uh, going out, and after the hay was bailed, putting it on the wagon and taking it to the barn and putting in the hay loft, and on I could go and uh, those are wonderful memories because I look back and see that idleness uh, we've heard that this is uh, a devil's workshop that uh, and that we need to seek to be a productive person and then there's another reason why though that not everybody is able to work and that is where there are maimed and person is maimed and maybe also challenged and the command we saw earlier about eating, about eating if one is not working is addressed to those who will not work not to those who cannot work The Bible clearly commands us to make provision for those who are truly, truly physically handicapped or challenged and whatever the issues might be. But I have seen in my own ministry and in my life people who were challenged and they had parents who would not accept what some would say that, that, uh, that there might be a, a question about what he or she might do. And they sought to do the very best they could and it was absolutely, absolutely wonderful, absolutely staggering what they were able to do and so except for these exceptions work enables us to enjoy the necessities of life and even some luxuries with a clear conscience unless we're providentially hindered so that we are unable to work we all have a duty to work and to earn our keep the third perspective is is that god is your employer the bible stresses i listen to this that work is god centered. In Colossians 3:23 Paul said to the church at Colossae, "And whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men." And then also listen to what Paul had to say to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 6, 5 through 8. And he's talking about servants. Of course, you are not a servant on your job, but the principle Paul gives are still applicable for those of us who work for others. And he said, Servants, be obedient to them that are your earthly masters, with respect and fear, with sincerity of heart, as you would Christ not with eye service as men pleasers but as servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to man knowing that whatever good thing uh, anyone does the same shall he receive of the Lord whether he is a bond servant or free and how true that is uh i know i'm so proud of my wife and that she worked in nursing uh, for 44 years here at the danville hospital for for uh 34 years supervisor of the nursery lactation consultant and and worked with high-risk babies and uh, and i know she has to feel good about her years of service because i know and i often think of her as being of the old school who rendered everything she could render to mothers and to babies and and to all who needed her expertise and who needed her help we need to be proud we need to be able to look back and say listen I accepted this challenge and uh, and I've sought to do my best and when you come to the place where you can no longer work uh, very sincerely down deep uh, you feel good about yourself We say it like this, it gives us pride in what we do well, knowing that God knows and cares about our work. And it encourages us to be faithful to work, even when conditions are not exactly to our liking. And then the fourth perspective that we see that, that Christ gives is that work must not obscure the ultimate purpose of your life. Now, we know one of the Ten Commandments in Exodus 23, and that's where we read the Ten Commandments in Exodus, the 20th chapter, is Exodus 23 says, Thou shall have no other gods before me and friends there's a big challenge in life uh, to keep things in perspective uh, so that uh, uh, yes we accept our responsibilities of work but we don't get ourselves in such a situation that we feel like we just got to work 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 and a lot of times work can become an idol and uh, an idol is anything that keeps trust from God work can be a form of idolatry yes Work is part of being in God's image and is commanded. But if we exalt work so much that we neglect the things of God, it becomes a form of idolatry. Something that takes God's position of first place in our lives. You know, we can go back in the Gospel of Luke and read about the rich fool, the rich, the parable of the rich fool, and this is where we read about uh, in the gospel of luke the 12th chapter about a man and his crops had done wonderfully and they had produced and they were bountifully uh they were producing bountifully and and so he stepped back and he said uh what can i do you know i i, I have no uh, uh place to put many of my things let me give me just a minute here and i'll turn to that teaching in luke the 12th chapter and and i'm sure you've read it many and many a time but let me just read it again very quickly in the uh, 12th chapter of the gospel of luke and this is where we read about what many people refer to as the rich fool to listen to this someone in the crowd said to him "Teacher, my brother to divide the inheritance with me and jesus replied uh, who appointed me a judge?" are an arbiter between you then he said to them watch out be on your guard against all kinds of greed listen here now life does not consist in an abundance of possession and he told this parable the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest and he thought to himself what shall i do i have no place to store my crops and then he said this is what i will do i will tear down my barns and i'll build bigger barns and there i'll store my surplus grain and i'll say to myself you have plenty of grain laid up for many years take life easy and eat drink and be merry listen but God said to him you fool this very night your soul will be demanded uh, your life will be demanded from you then who will get what you have prepared for yourselves and this is how it will be with whosoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God I say this respectfully that I've looked over the many 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 years and the reason a lot of times people have had to work and work and work and work is because they possibly did not manage as they ought to have managed that uh, uh, they didn't realize that if I keep buying 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 and buying that I'm going to get myself in a pinch and the only way we're going to get out of that pinch or not maybe the only way but one of the big ways is to work 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 work. Friends, I encourage you to be careful in life. Uh, Life is so short, so, so short. And uh, we have got to learn and teach ourselves to try to be good stewards of our time and not to get ourselves in bad situations. You see, friends, as we study the Bible, we are creatures of eternity. This world is not our home. We're just passing through and uh, and so we've got to be careful and to seek to understand and have a biblical perspective of work take heat like luke 12:15 take heed and beware of conscious of covetousness for a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses you see friend the very listen to me now the very best thing in life is salvation and it's absolutely free a well-balanced life listen now strives to meet both material and spiritual needs and so as we think about labor day and as we think about our world and think about how that we're so stressed out uh, we may not like to hear this but many, many times because we have not sought to think clearly and think thoughtfully and think things through, we have got ourselves in many dilemmas. And for many people, the thing that they think, only thing that they can do is just maybe work two or three jobs. And so that they can share in these particular things. So let's re- revisit the four things that we addressed here in thinking about Labor Day. First, work hard on your job, always doing your dead level best. Secondly, strive for excellence in your work to bring glory to God in your life. Thirdly, work as if God is your employer. Work as if you're working for God himself and then also work hard but always keep work listen now in its proper place in your life don't let it become an idol in your priorities replacing time and service that should be reserved for god friends i trust that you are able to do physical work i trust that you have good health and that you're realizing it's a tremendous responsibility to try to keep a right perspective about it to work for to provide for the physical needs but also realize that we need to keep it in perspective and that we do not want to make it an idol and I've seen people who were so prideful and proud they say oh brother Otis I've worked this many jobs and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I want to ask many times is it because you have not kept the things that we can get and possess for a season in perspective, and you've gotten yourself into a hole, and you've got yourselves into a precarious situation. Friends, life is short. Work, keep it in perspective, and then also take time for God and the salvation that he has to offer unto all. Father, we thank you for this time. We pray you'll bless this message. and that- All of us will do all that we can to keep things in perspective, realize that God wants us to work, but also He wants us to understand that we need time to take care of our spiritual needs as well. Just bless this podcast. Bless each one who's listening. In His name we pray. Amen.